You're listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible as Literature. Hi, this is Father Mark Bulos, and you are listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible as Literature podcast. In today's program, Father Paul explains how the term prosper, used in English translations of the Bible, does not reflect the meaning of the original Hebrew term, yesliah, which means to make things go correctly according to the words of instruction. I am delighted to introduce Father Paul on the Bible as Literature podcast, Tarazi Tuesdays. The Dabar is expressed in Dabarim. You cannot do what theology did to recompress it into an internal logos. If it is so, why do you have all the readings throughout the year of the Bible? And why do you have 12 readings during Holy Week? And you stretch the small service of Orthros to accommodate the 12 readings. And they are definitely very boring. To understand what Dobarim means, you have to go once a year on Thursday evening. I mean, come on now, we heard that story. That's why the Middle Eastern room are the best. They don't worry about the story, they know it from last year and they heard it. They wait for the procession with the cross, and they push themselves in line to be the first to kiss the cross, because once you do that, you leave the church and you go home. But the room are very technical. You cannot continue doing this. You can do it until the sixth gospel starts, then everybody freezes. And they hear again the story. And then they run. So you have to stay in line. You cannot go and sit. The room stand during Holy Week, especially on Thursday, because they have a reason. They rush to kiss the cross, they put the children, and they go home. Enough is enough. Okay? And for me, this makes you laugh, but it's no joke, because this is what the Bible is all about. Okay? This lengthening of the story, especially in the case of Jacob, is painful. But that's the way it is. Okay? So the matter is for the servant to go to Aram Naharaim. In verse 10, the city of Nahor. Notice how the introduction of Nahor is functional. And he made the camels kneel down, and we discussed this matter, Father Mark asked me, eh? and Wayabrek, it's the Hif'il of Barak, which does not exist, it exists only in the Pi'el, Birek, and then this Hif'il, he made the camels kneel down. So it's a clear example of the... Okay, and uh, you have Psalm 95, 6. Outside the city by the well of the water at the time of the evening, and let's move, pick up a few words, 
I mean, you know the story. If you don't know it, just read the chapter yourself or listen to it. In 13, another thing which is interesting, uh, technically, it's the spring, which in Hebrew is the same word as the eye. Ain, ain in Arabic, fountain. Why? It's because the Semites, as everybody else, realized that the actual source of water looks like an eye. That's it. Ein. Okay, and you can play on it. The spring of water, water of life, and so on and so forth. Okay. So you behold in scripture with your ear, not with your eye. And the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. The well. But technically, we have here in Hebrew the word Ain or Ain. And then you know the story, let the maiden and so on see if it works. And in verse 15, before he had done speaking, behold, Rebekah, who was born to Bethuel, the son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's mother. I mean, a brother, you cannot be more specific. Linkage with the previous chapter, 23. She came out. She's very fair to look upon. A virgin, Betula whom no man had known. This is a typical word that is the status of a woman that prepares for the marriage. She went down to the spring and filled her jar and came up. In this conjunction, you have a big discussion about Isaiah chapter 7, 14, where you have Olma and so on, and you know the issue. Betula is technical. Olma is more general. Then the servant said, please give me, and you know the story, the one who will tell you, well, sit down, I'll serve you, and be ready to give you and your camels also. That would be the one. So the man gazed at her in silence, verse 21, to learn whether the Lord had prospered. I discussed this verb, yisliyah, the hifail of salah which is the Arabic for righteous. So this prospered is tricky. In Joshua, I explain to make things go correctly in the right direction. It does not necessarily mean to prosper, to become bigger or better and so on. Hmm? And in Arabic, aslaha means he corrected. Okay. When you want to go to the mechanic to fix something, you say, Sallihli. This is the pi'al. Sallih, aslaha. And here you have, I discussed this in my commentary on Joshua. So let's be a little bit careful and technical that he made his journey go according to the dabar or not. And not necessarily to become, because that's what the word prosper in English means. It's like more. No, you don't need to be more. I mean, can you imagine you go to the mechanic and you have a flat tire 
and you tell him, prosper my tire, and he puts you an extra tire next to the tire. It's not going to work. All you want him to do is to make the machine behave correctly. And then those who know Arabic know that the translation for the righteous is salih, and the plural is as-salihun. I mean, that's how we translate in the Arabic. The one who is correct. And then you have different names in Arabic. Salih, Muslih, Muslih, which would be the Hifail and so on. Okay. When the camels are done drinking and so on, let's move more quickly here. And he says, uh, uh, where is your father's house? Is there a room? She says, I'm the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milka, whom she bore to Neher one more time. This connection in the family. Okay. So all this text is showing you that the bride of Isaac is from the land of birth of Abraham. You see the continuation of the stress. Blessed be the Lord, the God of my master. Abraham was not for faithfulness. Faithfulness is emet, as you know, toward my master, as for me. So the God is faithful. You have this uh, expression used, pistis, in conjunction with God, and people are lost. How do you translate that God has a pistis towards us? Okay, very important. This is how it is. Rebecca had a brother whose name was Laban. One more time, in preparation, mainly for the story of Jacob, because Laban here is very good unto Isaac. Technically, he's not functional in the bad sense. Okay? And then you have the famous offering, the gift of the bridegroom. When he saw that, she says, the man spoke to me, and he says immediately, come in, O blessed of the Lord, why do you stand outside? Now, this reaction does not impress you, but you're going to remember it in a few chapters when you hear that the same person behaved completely differently. Laban, I call him God's curveball against Jacob and his mother. They stole the blessing from Esau. He said, well, wait until you meet Laban. You mean Laban, the same nice guy? of Exactly the same and his name is interesting, is white, supposed to be good, and so on. And then you have the turning. So really, the first text, and we're going to get there. So my hearers have to be patient, but I fear sometimes that the hearer would feel towards me the way they feel on Holy Thursday evening, and they would drop the podcast. So I just like to throw, what do you call it, bones to them to be patient, we're going to get there. But very important, this reaction of Laban. And then they took care of him, then food was set before him to eat, verse 33, but he said, I will not eat until I have told my dabar. And he said, speak on. Now go to the Hebrew, one more time to get the people 
hear it in the original. He say, Ad im dibarti dobarai, until I have spoken my words. Dibarti dobarai. Notice the plural. Here, you don't have dabar. And the RSV has it as errant. I mean, what a silly translation. Until I have diber my dabarim, and he said to him, daber. So you are hit three times with that root. Diber, dabarim, diber. So the whole thing is through the words you make the connection and not through one essential word. And that is the calamity of my errand. What is your errand? And you give one word, $50,000. No, no, you have to speak. You have to speak. And that's why the author prepares you to hear the long story of the poor servant. <laughs> like Richard and Mark 20 years ago would have thought, and I'm sure they thought, can the author cut it short? <laughs> no, he cannot possibly cut it short because you have to re-say it. That's the difference between the 1001 nights and the modern Western, in the modern Western, you say, and God asked him to say these things, and he said these things. No, in the 1001 night, and he said these things, and he says them again, because if <laughs> friends, <laughs> come on, be like the children. Unless you become like children, you won't enter the kingdom. You may understand scripture your way, but you won't enter the kingdom. You have to hear the story that indeed the person said the words. I have to confess a sin, Father Paul. In 2018, I felt the same way about the book of Job when we read it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's why the Lord gave me enough years to tape my presentation and Job in Southbury, which is now an audio. <laughs> Job is classical, that's how I teach it. I mean, can't we take a shortcut? <laughs> let, 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 let's, let's revere the book of Job. And after those three wise men talked, came a young man. <laughs> how stupid can you be? Let me tell you. And he fell in the same That's Another book I love. <laughs> you have to hear it, otherwise you won't suffer. <laughs> Theologians give you the impression you have to suffer as Job did. You got that? Oh yes, Father. <laughs> you have to make them suffer. Okay. So anyway, you have this story, Father House and Kindred and so on and so forth. And then prosper in your way. You have the repetition of the same word. And I came today to the spring. Notice the play. Spring of water. Okay. O Lord, the God of my master Abraham, if now thou wilt prosper the way which I go. And again, we have the same root. And you have water and spring and water and so on. 
okay, and all this will become functional later. I mean, for those who know the New Testament, you will see it in the New Testament in the book John. The Bible as Literature is a production of the Ephesus School Network. 